Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Hi there, Why Though listeners, Tiffany here. We are in week three of our Throwback Thursday series, and I am so pleased Ashley and I can bring some of our top download episodes to you. If you are new to Why Though, these are some of our most favorites, and if you've been with us for a minute or two, I hope you enjoy this throwback. Welcome back to Why Though. We are ready this week to talk about an issue that we know is almost, shall I say this, a thorn in the side for most women, and that yeah. is body image. You know, I think that it is something from a very young age that defines our realities, that sets cultural expert expectations and norms for us, and something that is at the forefront of our mind, even though it doesn't define who we are, and that's how we look. And so we wanted to talk about this issue today because we believe that body image still is a struggle for so many people, and we are hoping that this episode of Why Though will bring you freedom and new joy and, and maybe even some easy takeaways when it comes to the issue of body image. You know, this week I watched Brene Brown's brand new Netflix special. Um, and if you have not watched it, I highly encourage you to watch it. I'm, I'm a big Brene Brown fan, especially her speaking. I really love to watch her speak. And she had this really powerful moment um, where she went on a two and a half week vacation with her husband and all of her kids. And it was her very first time ever going on a vacation that long with her family. So she speaks about so many different things that happen, like the emotional labor of women who are packing suitcases and finding sunscreen <laughs> and packing towels. But she had this really great moment. She was a competitive swimmer and her husband still is a competitive swimmer. And now she studies obviously shame and her husband is still swimming. And they took this time, got up really, really early to go swim back and forth across the lake. And uh, going across the lake, she stopped him in the middle because she was feeling so connected to him. And she sh- kind of shouted at him to his place. You know, I feel so connected to you. I'm really glad that we're doing this. And he just looked back to her and said, water's good and kept swimming. And then as they're coming back across the lake, she's like, maybe I should try this again. I want him to know how connected I feel to him. Our lives are really busy. We have a lot of kids. And so she tried it again and told him like, I feel so connected to you. And he's like, water's good and keep swimming. So she's, you know, le- allowing fury to sort of mm-hmm. push her to the other edge of the pond. And then when they get to end of the of the pier, she asked him to stay in the water with her. And he's like, Hey, I don't want to do this with you. And she's like, listen, the story that I'm telling myself, which I thought was a really powerful way to engage with, with your partner or even mm-hmm. at work or wherever. I'm like, this is really powerful. The story I'm telling myself is that here I am post all these kids. I'm in my speedo that I used to wear when I was very fit and very thin and doing my thing. And I'm wondering if you just are not attracted to me, if I just don't look good in this anymore. And he himself was actually in the middle of fighting off a panic attack because he'd had a, a nightmare the night before that he had taken all the kids across the lake and that a boat didn't slow down as he's bringing his kids across the lake and um, he had to bring the kids underwater and he was dreaming that one of the children drowned and so he was fighting off a panic attack as he's swimming and she's thinking about how she looks in the bikini but but I mean in the speedo but both of them are realizing like hey this is not about that but all that to say she was describing how body image still affects her 
you know, how it still is at the forefront of her mind. And I so related to that, Tiffany, I don't know if you do, but just it's a constant battle, you know, given media and all the things that we're a part of and exposed to magazines while you're standing in the grocery line, you know, your Facebook feeds, your Instagram feeds, um, this whole lifestyle blogging situation. I mean, there's a lot of pressure around what women look like. Tiffany, do you have anything you want to add to that or talk about? Yeah, absolutely. I think growing up, um, for those of you who are just now finding why, though, I will let you know that I'm East Indian. And growing up in a rural area where I wasn't around a lot of other people of color, I was very aware of my body image because mm. I felt like the wrong color and the deviation from the standard. And I developed a little younger. So it was, I yeah. was, you know, I could show you a picture of me at 14. And the only thing that has changed is the shape of my eyebrows, you know, like, yeah, it's, I look almost exactly the same. So I just felt like I, oh my gosh, I don't fit. I don't fit the age I should look right now. I don't fit the, the skin color. I feel like I want to be or should look like all my friends. And so I was just so aware of my body and sticking out like a sore thumb. And I was so convinced because, you know, maybe boys had said it at points or I was never exposed to strong Indian women in media like we have today. You know, we've got Priyanka Chopra and we've got Mindy Kaling who are in, these girls are only, you know, these women are only three, four years older than me, but they didn't have those role models either when they were growing up. And maybe, um, maybe they... You know, they had their mothers, though. They had their mothers. Yeah. They had their aunties. They did have some maybe people in their home. Whereas in mine, I didn't have somebody who looked like me. And so I really, I very much struggled in that sense. So it was this compounded feeling of, oh, my gosh, my body developed way earlier than all my friends, as well as, oh, my gosh, I feel like the wrong color. Like, I don't mm. feel like I can own this. I don't feel like I can own this. And I am 5'2". I am short and thick, and I love it. I love it. I love it. But back then, I'm like, oh, dude, no, I'm not tall. I'm not going to get taller. This is so hard. I just want to be 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. I, it just left me wanting, and it started oh, so young. Oh, that's a beautiful phrase. It left me wanting. Yeah. And it, this was before Teen Mag. This is, you know, I'm in, like, upper elementary, middle school, and I'm feeling all these things. Yep. This is before I started reading, you know, Teen Vogue or Seventeen <laughs> Magazine or all the things that I got into in high school. Yeah. And then, of course, that really you know, set the stage for disappointment and how I looked and what I could achieve, which for a lot of us, you know, we could say that same story as the minute we started taking in media, um, such as magazines or commercials. And now it just fills our feeds. It feels like we can't escape. It feels like we can't totally. escape. I you agree. I can think of the one time in the last couple of years where I felt like I've been able to escape that was, um, this is so pathetic, but we were on vacation. It's so interesting that the story you, you shared about Brene was about on vacation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have my cellular data on because I didn't want to pay out of country um, data because it's like an extra 10 bucks a day or whatever. So my husband kept his phone on because he had work stuff and we would just use his GPS to navigate since we didn't have a car where we were at. And I didn't have it on. So I wasn't bombarded with all those things. And hmm. I will tell you, actually, in that week, I didn't think about it as much. I, and and, it's so, and hmm. I wouldn't say I'm one who's really obsessed with it, to be totally honest. But right. when you're bombarded with, hey, take this cleanse. Hey, take this detox. Right. Hey, 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 be this, yeah. be this, be this. You're not yeah. this. You're not enough. And unless you achieve this, you are never going to have arrived. Right. So that week was so blissful because I wasn't allowing some of those negative influences and I'm not saying they're bad and that's right. the hard thing is I'm not saying these are bad things these ads or anything they're inherently bad but they're just not good for me right 
I love what you shared so much. So I'm going to unpack a few things. I are related to your story of growing up because obviously I've always been a head taller than everyone else. So like Literally, opposite end yeah. for me. Yeah. And they called me um, Jolly Green Giant in school. Mm. Um, they called me Big Red because I have red hair. And that's another thing is I have really thick wavy hair. Like my mom had to take me to this um, special hairstylist so she could teach me how to dry it. Um, so she could teach me how to, you know, help lay it down because I had these wild waves and it, it would grow with the weather. So if it was really humid, my hair would just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. So I just had to learn so many things about myself. And then um, even the way my body's shaped, you know, um, like I have a, a very small waist, but I have a larger hips and thighs. And so um, I went through like people talking to me about having thick thighs and like all these different mm. things. So, um, and I love my body. I love the way that I'm shaped. So I've, I've journeyed quite far in that. But as you were sharing, it just occurred to me that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you are an average build, an athletic build, a thin build, um, you know, what, what rude people might call a thick build, you know, or if you're mm -hmm. tall or you're short, you're somewhere in between. It's like as women, it doesn't matter what we look like. We have all suffered this. Yep. And um, there was a gal uh, yesterday that I was talking to because she was sharing, she's pregnant and she was sharing the, a, a dumb comment someone made to her about her body. And I was like, man, it's so wild as women because we all have to like, it, people everywhere comment on us. Like they comment when we're walking down the street, some guy might say something, you know, or if you're pregnant, people are giving you their opinions about whatever, or like, wow, she's really about to pop. And it's like, they're, men never have to suffer through this. My husband, yeah. when I share some of these things with him, he's like, I can't even believe that somebody says that to you. And I'm like, yeah, this is, there's rarely a day that somebody doesn't make a comment about something related to my body, my hair, my height, my whatever. Um, and so it's a, it's a really strange way of living in the world. And I don't think this is how God designed us. So absolutely. It's Especially just when crazy. it's the way we identify people, right? <laughs> Correct. Oh, and we need know, to really that talk girl about this with the hair or Come on. that girl. And, and I've, I believe I've shared this on why though before, but I was labeled in high school as brown girl because I was the only one and mm. I didn't have the agency to advocate and say, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with this. Mm. I was like, well, I guess I am. I guess this is all I am. It's, wow. And so all the, you know, in cheer, everybody had cutesy nicknames on the back of their sweatshirt and mine just said brown girl. Right. And I was like, man, I, even now I'm, I'm, you know to be honest, disappointed in myself that I didn't really stand up for myself, but I didn't have the awareness or the backbone to be able to do that. And so I do even now think like, man, I, this is, we're, we're more than how we look. And, yes. but the way the world is set up and the way that we've set up beauty is you are all that you look and nothing yeah. else. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Man, there's so many things to this. And I personally, um, you know, I've talked about this for before on why though, but I had an eating disorder for four years. So I struggled with bulimia. And I think that that certainly image played a role in that, you know, where you think you have to look a certain way or do a certain thing. And it's also, you know, eating disorders can, um, mostly stem from emotional issues or potentially mental illness, or maybe it's just wanting to control your environment. And that's the only thing that you can control. And then there's the smaller portion, which is about what you look like. But wouldn't you say, Tiffany, that body image sort of informs nearly everything that we do as women. 
<laughs> for I'll certain stages that. and pages of our life. Yeah, well, I think like we're me. thinking about, um, you know, we've got to look a certain way to fit into certain dynamics or even like we need to mask certain ways to be accepted in a meeting or we need to be a certain way in school so that people will accept us or won't talk about the thing that we don't want them to talk about. So we mask it. Like if people talk about my thick thighs, then maybe I can dress a certain way where people won't really notice them or say anything mm, about it. Okay, or, you know, I can um, manipulate my hair and make it straight so that people are not uncomfortable or teasing me about my frazzled hair or my, yeah. um, my waves or the bigness of my hair that I can't really control anyway. So I feel like in a way it sort of defines what we do. We're thinking about how we can look thinner when we dress, (laughs) you know, or I, you know, I've heard plenty of people. I have a dear friend who's also very thin and she cannot put on weight and has been teased about that her whole life. So, I mean, Mm. I think it's everything on the spectrum, right? Because this is an area where women um, have been told that this is the defining um, feature of your life. So in a way, a positive body image to onlookers equals power. Like I will have power Hmm. if I can appease what they think I should look like. But in reality, or I can fit in. Right. Or yeah. Yeah. And be accepted. Yes. Um, And in reality, a positive body image is learning to love and celebrate the body that God has given us. And I think it's very interesting in Western culture, we really separate this mind, body, spirit, we really, we really silo those out. Yeah, we Whereas really in do. Eastern culture, those are, those are mixed together, and those are we. See, it, it's more seen as a holistic um, person, right? That this we are all of these things at the same time. Versus yes. here, we're like, oh, I need to work on my mind, and then I need to work on my body, and then I need to, you know, think about spirit. Whereas, no, those all play into each other and it's not anything to be denied and we talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago when we talked about purity culture but I think that that also plays into this if Mm -hmm. you grew up in the church and if your body image was a little more uh bodacious for lack of a better word and Mm -hmm. I mean that in a positive sense by the way yeah um we feel like oh I've got to mask my body so I am not a stumbling block or Mm -hmm. my body is to be denied versus our body is good our body is good that's right our body is a good thing our body makes babies yes if you're if we're a woman our body body makes babies our body can it, it it tells us when we're hungry it tells us when we need sleep it um it keeps us all wrapped up in one I mean there's just so many things we can celebrate about the body it it, it houses our soul like that mm-hmm. that's beautiful mm-hmm. that's something to be celebrated and so I think that there isn't room to there isn't room to hate it because we will always feel like a failure. You know, I think so many women and myself included there's been times when we said until we see this series of numbers on a scale I'm going to feel like a failure. Mm. Disregard our other achievements or our willpower or Mm -hmm. our gifts or skills, our abilities. Throw that all to the side. Unless I am this series of numbers on the scale, then I'm enough. And that's just a load of crock. Like there's no... It is. It is just such a lie. What What a sneaky way of the enemy to steal joy. What a sneaky, sneaky way to, and maybe it's not so sneaky. Maybe it's so overt that, but we're just so conditioned to it, right? Where we right. think this is what beauty is, is if right. I can look like this. And for, right. again, as a person of color growing up in the Western world and thinking that is the standard of beauty, this, you know, European features on a woman's face. Right. Well, I'm never going to be that. I'm always going to look like, I'm going to have this nose until the day I die. Like <laughs> I just, and, and it's beautiful. And, oh, thank you. I've learned to love it. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is. You know, it can sometimes feel out of proportion to the rest of my face, but it's <laughs> mine. It's all mine. And I think as we learn to love our our body and as we learn to see it is 
part of God's gift to us, being able to hand that to our children. And I, I don't have little girls, but I do have little boys. And the other day, I heard Kingston, who's four and a half, I heard him say in his room, I'm fat. And he was looking for a pair of pants. No way. And I was like, where did you hear that, buddy? And he, I was, he's like, I'm just too fat. I'm like, whoa. Oh, no, Baba. What? Hmm. Yes. And I was like, where did you hear that? And he's like, well, you know, Jericho's so tall and so fast. And I'm just, I'm just, you know, look at me. And I'm like, what on earth? You mm. know? And I was like, well, just find some different pants. <laughs> and he, he was trying on some pants that were just a little snug. And I'm like, oh, it just means you're growing, honey. And he was like, oh, yeah. I said, you are fascinating. I was just, I about fell. And I just, I don't talk like that about my own body. Right, same. And so to, I was like, whoa, boo-boo, where are you hearing that? Yeah. And um, it was just, a, and then my oldest, he is so, he hates his nose. He hates his nose. He, and it is the most beautiful little Ugandan nose. Yeah, it and is. he just, he's like, oh, I just don't get anything to have daddy's nose. I'm like, oh. But look how good you can breathe through your nose. You know, I'm trying to even look at like look at how look at its function. Look at its basic function. Mm. And look at the God God made no mistakes when he made you. And so these things that we would say to our children, we've got to say those over us too. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what would you say are some ways we can limit the influences and really move from that negative body talk to some positive body talk? Well, I mean, I think one of the first steps is sort of eliminating things that make you feel bad about yourself. I know that mm. was something that I I did when I first had um my when I was coming out of my eating disorder and actually at the time I was a personal trainer um, and so that was one of the first things I gave up and felt prompted to by God to do that was like because the whole focus of even though I, I was a type of trainer who spoke to the spiritual component components and the emotional components of the body still one of my main focuses was I've got to look good so that clients want to hire me and so I had to um, I actually had to quit my job and that's a pretty drastic case but you know that was one of the first steps and then the other thing that I started doing is I no longer you know since then and this is back in like, gosh, 2002, 2003. Um, but since then, I don't buy magazines at all. In fact, recently, we um, started getting Shape Magazine to our house. And I was like, what? what is this crap coming to me? And immediately when it gets here, I take it straight to the trash can and throw it away. It's the first thing I do when it comes to the yeah. mail because number one, on the, mo- on the models on the front are always very, very skinny women. They don't even look like they're in shape to me personally. They just look like they're skinny models. And I'm like, this is not what being in shape means. So I throw it in the trash. Um, if anything comes through my Instagram feed that is, you know, somebody I'm not personally following, um, but is an ad or it's somebody sponsored, whatever I, and it's related to the body or a diet or something like that. I just immediately um, report it offensive because it is offensive to me. I did not invite you into my feed. Number one, number two, I don't need you telling me about my body, (laughs) someone I don't even know. Um, so I do that. And then in environments where it's appropriate, or maybe if it's someone that I'm close to, if they'll say something, like if they're always defining a person or people by how they look, I'll speak to that. So, um, if they say, oh, you know, the big girl or the tall girl or the skinny girl or the whatever girl, um, I will speak to it if it's appropriate to do so and just say, oh, it's not really how I define people. Did you mean, or I'll say, I don't actually think she's that or this, but yes, I know who you're talking about. So I make sure to make that correction so that it's known around me. I don't want to define people by how they look. I also um, make intentional choices about um, 
cultural norms that we create in our own home, Tiffany, which you just alluded to as well. Like we don't talk, we don't use the word fat. We don't use the word, um, we don't talk about people's uh, beauty all the time. It's like, oh, that girl was really pretty on, at the park. You know, it's like, oh, she seemed really sporty and fun. How cool. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we make sure that for our boys, we're modeling what it means to value somebody for their personhood and not for their image. Um, we try to go a little bit deeper um, than somebody's uh, looks. So those are just some basic things that I personally do. And then for me, I've had to really make the journey of focusing on living a healthy lifestyle versus going on a diet. So for us, it's about, um, you know, food is fuel. Mm -hmm. I need, I need fuel to live a thriving life. And so because of that, I've learned to not crash diet, not cleanse. And even if I'm tempted to do those things, I just make myself, I discipline myself not to do it. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to go on a cleanse, even though I know in two weeks it would make me look like X, Y, or Z. I'm not going to do that because I know what the other end of that means for me mentally. We also don't keep scales in our house. I stopped having a scale way back in the early 2000s because I knew it meant it was a a way for me to obsess about something versus a way for me to track measurements. Um, So that's not true for everybody. But for me, that was very true. So I just got rid of the scale and we don't use one in our home. Um, We try to measure health through, um, you know, what we put into our body, how we take care of our body. Um, And I will have to say post babies, post having two babies, you know, my body doesn't bounce back the way that it used to. It doesn't do the things that it used to do. (laughs) Um, And I've had to make an adjustment about how I feel about that. So instead of feeling shame about it, instead of feeling like I'm not where I used to be, or I'm not as, you know, I don't have a six pack anymore or (laughs) whatever it might be. I've had to just let it go and be like, you know what, but I'm going to focus on living a healthy lifestyle, having a rhythm of rest, knowing that my body's good, you know, just return to what's true and not what is out there in the world. Um, and then the final thing, as I say, um, my friend Don Sadler talks about how we can curate our feed because obviously media is such a huge part of what we're digesting these days. And she talks about curating her feed. So I'm like, yeah, same for me. So if, if a blogger or really um, influential person that I might be following but don't know personally suddenly is posting tons of body shots and you know themselves in Greece laid out in a bikini you know I just stop following them frankly because I just don't want that to become the norm that I rise up to I want my cultural norm and my feed to be lots of normal women you know it's okay for have an exception to the rule every now and then like Meghan Markle for example (laughs) (laughs) but I definitely keep my feed full of normal people who are just out there doing great things because I want that to feed my soul and not anything else so those are some of my main like here's my go-to's when it comes to body image So well said. I can say I stand by literally every single thing you said as a practice in our home as well, Um, down to how I talk to my boys about other women and girls and everything, everything. I'm 100% tracking with you. I think it's so interesting that it is a – it's a cultural obsession to be concerned at all times with your weight and your appearance. I think, you know, and even how we greet another one, oh, my gosh, you look so beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. When we see a friend we haven't seen in a while or if we, even if we see somebody, you know, at church on Sunday, oh, my gosh, have you lost weight? Oh, my gosh, are you – did you right. did you get a – did you did you get microbladed? Like we ask all these things. Yes. And because we're like, oh, you look better. Yeah. You look better. That's and the implication, also, right? Like that's yeah, implicitly that's being said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's – I love how you said about Brenda Bread. Here's the story I'm telling myself. Here's yes. the narrative I'm telling myself. Yes. And that could – we don't want to feed that. Here's the thing. All these things are fine. You know, looking cute, working out. Like we're for that. We're for health. Yes. That, we're not for yep. diets. We're for health. And I love – 
I, I love, love, love that you ended this with, it's not about diet, it's about being healthy. Like, yes. am I getting enough sleep? Like, right. am I drinking water? Am I taking care of myself? Do You know what? I sense a little, am I iron deficient? You know what I mean? Like asking yourself questions of, um, I, if, if I am housing my spirit and my soul and my body as a part of that, well then how is my spirit, my soul, my mind, how is that being nourished? Because my body's gonna be nourished as well. Like, right? My That's body's right. gonna be, my body's a part of that. So being able to see those all, as equals and they all need to be nourished and they all need to be um, a part of what we're thinking about to build a holistic life. And uh, I'm with you, especially on curating a feed. And I, for me, I noticed um, I didn't have enough women of color in my feed and I always felt so ugh, after I'm like, man, what am I even, I almost was like, I, why is this, why do I feel like this after, mm. why do I feel lonely mm. after I'm rolling through this? Because I'm not, I'm I'm not on Facebook hardly at all, but on on Instagram, I'm like oh, I shouldn't feel this way. And I'm like, oh, I need more people of color who are normal sizes. <laughs> yeah, and um, right. and once I did that, I'm like, oh, this is so fun. I'm enjoying this more. I yes. love to comment and hear about what are they doing, what are they doing in the world. Like just like you said, this doesn't. We can take things and not let them. These things don't have to destroy. Them. These are various mediums. We're not saying again that they're bad. Not, but not at all. Like okay, how can this be a place I contribute? How can this be a place I'm contributing to a positive body image? Um, rooted in the love and goodness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He made me beautiful. He made you beautiful. He made That's us right. beautiful. Yes. And being able to own that and see what he sees and yes. operate in the way that he invited us to operate. I really love that. And I loved what you keep bringing up to about the mind, body, soul connection, because I do think whenever body becomes the primary focus, we do tend to neglect the mind and we do tend mm-hmm. to cl- neglect the spirit. And so very often I will notice if I, if that's, if it starts becoming a primary concern in my life, I'll be like, wait, God, is there something underlying emotionally that I'm not dealing with? Because if those thoughts start coming through now, I, what I realize is there's something else underneath this that I need to deal with. And God, will you help show me what it is? Will you highlight what it is? Because I, I think I think I became, when I had an eating disorder, and I still think I have a, a tendency to lean this way, I feel like I became relationally anorexic and not really recognized how strong my need was for connection and bonding and friendship. And, um, you know, I, I could do alone really well. And so because I was so alone, I think I focused way more on the body than necessary. And so when I see myself start to do that tendency, I'm like, wait a minute, am I filling up my friendship tank? Am I filling up my spiritual tank? Am I connected in community or am I out here going at it alone and just concerned about myself? Because I realize that sometimes I can go very internally and make things about me. Um, and, and for a time in recovery, that's a good thing, right? Like you have to realize where you're at and unpack that. And, you know, that's okay to, to have a focus on yourself. I'm most definitely not saying that that's not okay. I'm just saying the image takes the primary place. We do tend to neglect what's happening with us mentally, what's happening with us spiritually, what's happening with us relationally. And when those take a more prominent place in our life, we see that the body image piece starts to shrink back because we know that we're known and we're seen and we're valued for much more than what we look like. And that's why we need community so desperately concerning this issue. Absolutely. And wouldn't you say there's so much of uh, our struggles in body image are rooted in shame. 100%. Rooted in yes. shame. And he came to scorn the yes, shame. He, did. he came to 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 eradicate that so yes. we could have life with him, so we could be fully, abundantly present in all God invited us to be. In the yes. fullness. Agreed. In the fullness. Oh, Ashley, this has been great chatting about this. I am. I, I, I am so excited. Topic. Listeners, I hope you've been encouraged and, um, 
and really, you know, so many of the things that Ashley said that she has put into practice in her home, I, I really encourage you to consider some of those of yeah. the things that we practice. And it is, it brings freedom because yes, we are not the sum of our, our image. We are not the sum no, of our we image. Are not. We are not. And other are. people do not get to tell us who we are and what defines us. God is the one defining that for us. And he is not defining you by what you look like, by your pant size or the size of your thighs. That is not how the Lord sees you. And so don't let culture or anybody else tell you that that's the sum total of your value. Mm, yes, girl. Mm, yes, 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 and amen. <laughs> All right, listeners, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.